everyone, and welcome to WorkMinded. Thank you for joining us for this session on the idea of least preferred coworker. Go ahead and take some time to get settled in. Find a place where you can feel comfortable, safe, and focused for the next 10 minutes. While you create a little space around yourself, we'll talk about the least preferred coworker index and how cultivating good vibes and work situations can lead to better outcomes for your goals and more effective coping with everyday challenges and stress. The least preferred coworker or LPC scale was introduced in the 1960s by Fred Fiedler, a key researcher in 20th century organizational psychology. In the scale, a manager is asked to think of the person they have the most difficulty working with and to evaluate this least preferred coworker on certain traits, such as how friendly or unfriendly that person is. Ultimately, the scale is designed to assess leadership style. The theory is that low scorers who view their least preferred coworkers negatively are more effective at completing tasks, while high scorers who view their least preferred coworkers positively are more effective at personal connections. According to Fiedler, a manager who scores high on the scale tends to be relationship-oriented, while a manager who scores low on the scale tends to be task-oriented. Most people have a natural tendency to fall somewhere along this spectrum of task-oriented or relationship-oriented. Fiedler contended that a leader's effectiveness is contingent upon the interaction between this leadership style and what he called the favorableness of the situation— Situational favorableness is comprised of three key factors, leader-member relations, the structure of the task at hand, and the leader's position power in the organization. In this view, group effectiveness depends on the interaction between leadership style and the degree to which the situation enables leaders to exert influence. This means that the most appropriate leadership style along the spectrum from task to relationship-oriented will vary according to the situation. Understanding the general concept of LPC can help you to balance out your natural tendencies toward a task or relationship orientation. You can even deliberately apply different types of leadership styles to match the situation. By understanding your own natural inclination toward either a task or relationship orientation, you can analyze the situational favorableness and deliberately choose which orientation you apply to help navigate the situation. If you're a naturally task-oriented leader managing a team with low morale, you might need to focus on more relationship-oriented approaches. And if you're a naturally relationship-oriented person facing a tight deadline, you might need to bring more task-oriented tactics to the table. This framework can be especially useful for understanding social and interpersonal relationships in the workplace. Studies indicated that when work interactions are trusting, collaborative, and positive, or when employees feel valued and respected, feelings of well-being were enhanced. And on the flip side, interactions which lack justice and empathy detract from well-being and healthy workplace behaviors. While many interactions with colleagues are cordial and work toward a common goal, many of us have experienced a situation where workplace communications break down and awkward situations can escalate. When this happens, the idea of least preferred coworker can provide a set of tools you can customize to the situation for the best possible outcome. To cultivate a relationship orientation that can help to navigate an awkward situation, you can turn to loving kindness. Loving kindness is a cornerstone of traditional mindfulness practice. The idea is to experience and share out a sense of compassion, goodwill, and well wishes. I usually interpret this as good vibes 
Bringing these good vibes to a difficult situation can often help to steer the outcome towards something more favorable for your goals. Cultivating a compassionate mindset is also critical to coping effectively with daily challenges and stresses. And as you continue to practice, it will feel more and more natural to accept that a challenging situation or coworker isn't necessarily bad. It's just your least preferred. You can find show notes for this episode on our website at www.workminded.net. And of course, we always love to hear from you, so please be sure to visit and connect with us. And now let's get started with today's mindfulness session. Today's mindfulness session is about cultivating a relationship orientation to help achieve the best outcome from awkward situations. To do this, we'll use the tool of loving kindness. Loving kindness might sound a little out there, but it's actually simple. It's all about offering up good vibes to ourselves and to others. When we tap into this mindset, We can cope more effectively with daily challenges and stresses, and ultimately, this will help to enhance our connections with others and lead to better outcomes for our work and our goals. Start by finding your base. Sit up straight and tall, directing the very top of your head toward the sky. Let your hands rest comfortably, and show some kindness to yourself by thanking yourself for showing up to this session. You might have heard the phrase, harden your heart, and today we're going to try to soften your heart. So focus on this area of your body and direct your breath toward it to let go of any tightness or any tension you might be holding. Take a few moments here just to breathe naturally, focusing on sending a sense of release toward your chest and your heart. Now, take a moment to bring to mind a happy memory. It can be recent or it can be from far in the past. But take a moment to relive this happy memory and think how it made you feel. Notice any warm, fuzzy feelings that come to mind as you remember it. These warm, fuzzy feelings are the essence of loving kindness. You might even want to name them so they're easy for you to connect with. For this practice, we'll refer to them as good vibes but you can also use any word or phrase that feels right for you. Now, imagine these feelings existing as a gentle glow in the space you just created around your heart. In your mind, say to yourself, I'm sending myself good vibes. This might feel a little strange at first. For a number of reasons, we're often reluctant to direct good vibes toward ourselves, but in order to send out good vibes, we first have to be able to receive and understand them ourselves. So be kind and patient with yourself if this feels unnatural at first. Simply focus on the glowing feelings around your heart and send yourself well wishes by repeating, I'm sending myself good vibes. Now bring to mind a supportive friend, a loving family member, or a cuddly pet. Picture the glow of the good vibes around your heart expanding out to glow around them. In your mind, tell them, I'm sending you good vibes. Take a moment to think of all the good things you wish for them in their lives and send them well wishes by repeating, I'm sending you good vibes. Now think of someone you have neutral feelings for, an acquaintance that you might not know well. This could be a neighbor or a colleague or maybe someone you just see around town. 
Picture the glow of the good vibes around your heart expanding out to glow around them. And in your mind, tell them, I'm sending you good vibes. Even though you don't know this person well, think of their wish to experience good things in their own lives and send them well wishes by repeating, I'm sending you good vibes. Now bring to mind a difficult person, someone who pushes your buttons or someone you disagree with or someone who just makes you feel negatively when you're around them. This can be a sensitive topic for many of us, so if you feel you need to take a step back from the practice here, you can definitely do that. And if you're comfortable with it, picture the glow of the good vibes around your heart expanding out to glow around this difficult person. In your mind, tell them, I'm sending you good vibes. Consider that if someone is acting difficult, they may actually be suffering in some way. So try to channel some compassion for their challenges and think of their wish to experience good things in their own lives. Send them well wishes again by repeating, I'm sending you good vibes. Finally, bring to mind everyone in your community. Picture the glow of the good vibes around your heart expanding out to glow around all of them. And in your mind, tell them, I'm sending you all good vibes. Then call to mind all of the well wishes you've received throughout your life. And we'll end the practice by expressing gratitude for this loving kindness that you've experienced. Say to yourself, I'm grateful for these good vibes. And as we start to wind down, you can ease back into your day with little movements, like wiggling your fingers and wiggling your toes. You might start to notice some of the sounds in the room and maybe take a nice deep sigh. Try to open your eyes last so you can let your other senses guide your return to being present in your day. Your call to action for this session is to call upon these good vibes whenever you face a challenge or a difficult situation. With this mindset of compassion, you'll be able to cope more effectively with daily challenges and stresses, and also to enhance your connection with others, ultimately leading to better outcomes for your work and your goals. Carry this practice with you outside of the podcast, and feel free to revisit this or any other session in the series whenever you'd like. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.